All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host. Who? It's Radio Strongman. Kim Wade, I am coming to you alive from the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios and WYAB. 103.9 FM. Well, folks, it is Monday. We made it through another weekend. No small feat, I might add. I know you guys are chomping at the bit to talk about the topics of the day. Uh, criminal referrals against our beloved president, Donald J. Trump, who, by the way, is a real president. And shall be again. But anyway, folks, uh, we will get this. But this first out, we have a special guest. Uh, and we're going to be talking with him. I uh, ran into him. He has a book that I think many of you will find interesting. Uh, I am biting on Clay Edwards now because uh, he was on the Clay show earlier. So uh, uh, he has uh, agreed to come on here and and let our audience hear what he has to say. But before we get to it, uh, I know many of you saw the story about Super Talk and yada, 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 yada. We're not going to take this uh, pristine opportunity to drop salt. That's not the way we roll here at WYB. (laughs) My producer, hey, not a problem. But no, uh, uh, just briefly before we get to our guest, I just want to say this here. Paul is the dean of talk show host here in Mississippi, and he uh, deserves the courtesy of hearing this thing out. Uh, as far as that we know now, the contract that was uh, between Super Talk and the uh, new foundation, Families First, or whatever it was, uh, appears to be a contract that was fulfilled, and a par- contract is an agreement between two parties. So they seem to be happy about that. Now, you may have raised eyebrows about how they got to the point of uh, uh, making a contract. That's fair, but I have no comment on it. Uh, we'll just let the uh, we'll, we'll let the thing play out and see how, how it goes. But anyway, uh, uh, that's what it is for uh, that topic right there. But in the meantime, in the second hour, we'll have an open forum, and uh, you can get some things off your chest. But using the full weight of my local influence, I have secured the presence of one Vince Venturini. 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 He is an author and a resident of Jackson, and he has a uh, written a book about the uh, tales of downtown and West Jackson. Back, uh, well, I guess back in the good old days, and uh, you know, whenever you say that, people, oh man, it wasn't a good old days, but you had a good time back in those days. Huh? That was a great time to be growing up in Jackson. Right, right, right. But the book itself actually goes back into the late 1800s. Is that right? And on up into really the 70s. I got you. I got you. And uh, uh, I know when I got here in 81, they still had the movie theater downtown. They had a movie theater at Meadowbrook. Uh, they had various venues going on. It seemed like Jackson was popping. I mean, you know, for those in that age group where you enjoy Jackson, uh, it, it was. Uh, you could see that it had had a, a fairly prosperous uh history preceding that uh, and you know well as they say the rest is history but you want to uh, tell us about you a little bit about yourself and how the book came to be well i'm vince venturini i was born in 1953 uh, my family at that time was living on woody drive in south jackson yeah i know and um you know we so i, I lived my childhood up until early adulthood on Woody Drive, mm-hmm. um, attended St. Teresa's grade school and St. Joseph High School, um, went to Mississippi State, and um, eventually got a Ph.D. In, in social work in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But Jackson, when I was growing up, and you know, you're talking about you came in 81, and right. I know Westland Plaza was still 
Westland Plaza when you got right. here. Yeah. But McRae's was there. It was still there. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to, and I talk about this um, in one of the chapters about the, the places of South Jackson, I mean places of West Jackson, mm-hmm. if you go back to 1958, that area of Robinson Street and Ellis Avenue, that literally was the center of Jackson, I mean, somewhat geographically, but mm. also in terms of what everybody was looking for. Is that right? North Jackson was already getting to be that you know, rich area. Mm-hmm. But you had Westland Plaza, which was a state-of-the-art new shopping center, a beautiful place. You had Hardy Junior High, you know, for the old middle school designations, mm-hmm. which uh, was built in 1953, a very modern, beautiful school building. Um, Provine opened in um, about that time, you know, 1955. Hardy opened in 1953, I believe. Right. And um, you had St. Mary's, which was a very pristine, beautiful Catholic church, the, the um, crown jewel of the Catholic church in Jackson at that time. St. Columns was um, right up from St. Mary's, a very elegant church. Um, you had um, the zoo nearby. I mean, everything you wanted in Jackson. And, of course, Western Plaza, you know, they had a Shoney's open there. Right, right. I was just going to say, I remember the, the Shoney's being there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so it was everything. Hughes Field, you know, great football on Friday nights in the fall. It was just a tremendous place. And West Jackson had an elegance about it. It had the, the churches were absolutely beautiful. Um, now, I'm from South Jackson, and I, I wrote a really great chapter uh, in the first book, Once, uh, I mean, One Direction Home, A History of South Jackson, about God's South Jackson and the churches. But the churches of South Jackson never had the splendor of the ones in West Jackson you know, mm. during the height of West Jackson. Right. It was, I mean, just gorgeous structures, period. Right. And um, Well, they brought the, the, uh, the architecture from the old world, as it were, you know. They did. Jackson has uh, had and has a, a large Catholic and Italian and Greek Lebanese community. Oh, definitely. And, um, you know, West Jackson was where the Greeks and the Lebanese originally settled. Mm-hmm. A, a smattering of them may have lived elsewhere. But, um, you know, West Jackson was home to um, the, the many families who had the great restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Lebanese, like S. N. Thomas and Sons, you know, they lived out there on West Capitol. Mm-hmm. And S. N. Thomas and Sons was noted um, the wholesaler. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Upes, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. The, and the I. I. Upes lived different places. There was a group down in South Jackson because I went to St. Teresa's with one of the I. Upe girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it was just West Jackson was Jackson's melting pot. Mm. Yeah, I noticed, uh, uh, you know, being having been in real estate all these years, I'm uh, I like to notice the homes and you could see the different. uh, Well, one of the things first thing I noticed was Jackson's uh, middle class housing stock. Well, what is I guess middle class housing stock then and now Uh, it wasn't a real large community, but uh, it, it had its own. And you see a lot of those structures still remaining today. Uh, but that was something that, that struck me when I got here about the, just the size or n- not size and grandeur, but just the size of the uh, middle class, that apparently. Oh, very much. Mm. Also, you, you can drive down West Capitol Street today, and even though, you know, they've, they've declined a lot in appearance, mm-hmm. you can see that um, West Capitol was once uh, populated with not 
necessarily uh, glorious, but very functional, nice brick homes, mm-hmm. very solid. Right. And I think that spoke of the solid merchant class you had there. Mm-hmm. Coming from uh, downtown past the the Masonic Temple, going all the way back to what is now 220, mm-hmm. you know, you noticed, of course, you know, you had the houses with the front porches. Uh, uh-huh. uh, they were very family family oriented. They somewhere. were. You know, and neighborhood oriented, where people could just walk and talk all, you know, from one house to another. Well, you know, and, uh, and we were talking about the old world influence. Um, for years on West Capitol, you had the Greek Orthodox Church, Holy yeah. Trinity and St. John the Theologian. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting how they came up with that name. Um, you know, the Greeks who settled Jackson tended to come from two parts of Greece. Mm-hmm. The Isle of Patmos, which is where the Apostle John spent his last years and living in a cave and where he wrote the book of Revelations. And others came from the southern tip of um, Greece, uh, Peloponnesus, which is, you know, the Peloponnesian Wars, right. you might remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they built their church, hey, what do we name it? Well, those from Peloponnesus said, Holy Trinity. Those from the Isle of Patmos, St. John the Theologian, so they merged the two. Mm-hmm. But that was an Eastern architecture mm-hmm. um, in Jackson and church building that would have been unheard of at that time. Right. Um, and, of course, St. Mary's was built not too long before that. And St. Mary's is the one Catholic church, and I say this in the book, that looks like someone picked it up in a European village mm. and dropped it right. in, in a Jackson neighborhood. Folks, we're talking with Vince uh, Venturini, and uh, his book is Once We Crowned Royalty, Tales of Downtown and West Jackson, with a foreword by his fellow author and friend, Doug Shanks. And uh, now, take us back to the 1800s and how Jackson developed, how, how downtown developed. Uh, you mentioned it briefly early when you started. Well, originally... I mean, there always been always the two most important streets in the downtown Jackson area were State Street and Capitol Street. The retail area, the business area, was originally along State Street. Mm-hmm. But um, as Capitol Street began to develop, you see these uh, retail outlets moving in. Kennington's probably being the first, and Robert Estes Kennington was a very um, Good businessman. He you know, he started building his store when Jackson was still just a small village with you know mud streets, and Kennington's lasted for decades as one of the primary stores. And where were they located? Because I'm not. You know. Um, I forget the corner, but um, you know it, it was like a, uh, over near the Emporium. But of course, <laughs> you probably wouldn't know what that <laughs> is either. <laughs> Um, in the book, you know, I have a picture of it, okay. so it'll, it'll let you see. Mm-hmm. But, um, and this is one thing I wrote in the book that no one seems to have talked about. And I thought when I wrote this that this is something unique, that Pret-a-Porter, you know, the French for uh, ready-to-wear. Mm-hmm. One of the things that revolutionized shopping in Jackson as elsewhere was changes in ladies' fashions to where suddenly they can buy off the rack. Right. And so you had this abundance of stores, you know, like Parisians, okay, um, and the Vogue. The Kensington is where the it's it's the Frontier Building they call it now, across okay. from the Governor's Mansion. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think Kennington's was eventually bought out, you know, by McRae's. Um, but Robert Estes Kennington was a leading citizen in Jackson. 
But back on Ladies Ready to Wear, if you go back and you look at the newspaper articles, mm-hmm. you know, so-and-so's Ladies Ready to Wear store. And Kennington's, of course, would have Ladies Ready to Wear, but things for the house itself, you know, something for everybody. But this whole thing of revolutions and women's fashions created larger retail districts. Jackson was no exception. Hmm. Yeah, I see the Emporium was across from the mm-hmm. uh, um, Kensington, which is both of them were across from the, uh, the right. governor's mansion. Yes. Yeah, and another thing, too, uh, because of the ladies' ready-to-wear fashions, the expansion of that industry, you have many Jewish merchants mm-hmm. opening stores. Right. The, uh, um, I was reading just the other day about the, uh, uh, the gentleman who created the AP stores was the one first one who started doing the uh basically self-service or allowing people uh-huh. to pick out their own items that's and stuff. right and it, i guess it spread to the clothing retail also it did and uh, like i said women can buy off the rack you mm-hmm. know um it, it really was a a great time for to be a merchant and to be a customer mm-hmm. um and how they began to to really cater to uh women's and their needs now, I did not know, according to your book, uh, what is Lamar Street, uh, that there, uh, Town Creek obviously still runs up under there. <laughs> I did not know that. I, uh, Chris Grillis, um, who he's one of the descendants of the original Greek mm-hmm. Grillis who came here, ran a restaurant, the Lamar restaurant. Mm-hmm. And he told me that in his storeroom <laughs> there was some grating there, and you could look right down into the creek. Mm. Um and I won't mention the name, but uh, there was supposedly one restaurant in Jackson. They heard a loud crash one day, and they ran back toward the kitchen area, and the floor had given away, and the stove had gone into the creek. <laughs> wow. It was dangling. Actually, it was dangling, and they were told it would be cheaper and easier just to build over it. I think the uh, Town Creek is trying to reclaim downtown Jackson because we keep having it pothole out in front of the AT&T building <laughs> despite despite however many times they fix it and, and pave over it again. Yeah. Our number is 601-879-0002. The book is uh, Once We Crowned Royalty Tales of Downtown in West Jackson. Vince, where can they get the book? They can get it at the book rack, mm-hmm. also at Barnes & Nobles and at Lemuria. Mm, okay. And uh, we'll be talking more if you got memories, comments, thoughts. Uh, our number is 601-879-0002. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back, and it's Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios. We're interviewing the author of Once We, we excuse me, Once We Crowned Royalty here in Jackson, Tales of Downtown and West Jackson. The author, Vince Venturini, is in the studios with us, and we want to continue on with this interview. Before, as you know, the weather's getting cold. It's cold now. You might want to call the AC doctor if your heat is not performing up to a par. The AC doctor's number is 601-706-4551. And with that, uh, your comfort is their concern. Give them a call, and they'll make sure that you're squared away. And not only that, they will find out why your system is not performing optimally. Or check them out online, the acdr.com. That's acdr.com, the number 601-706-4551. All right, with no further ado, Mr. Vince Venturini. All right, we're talking about downtown Jackson, uh, uh, it was once a, a little, basically, I guess, just dirt road. So uh, outside of State Street and Capitol Street, the early part of this uh, downtown Jackson, uh, there wasn't much going uh, on either side. Because when I got here in 
they still had the high water marks on the Coliseum from the flood mm-hmm. of 78. 79. 79. Uh-huh. And uh, um, I thought that's where the flooding problem was always on that end. I didn't know that the Town Creek was running through. Town Creek, back in the 1800s and early 1900s, was a uh, it flooded every year. Also, the railroad tracks, you know, you know where the, the depot is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, the railroad tracks were on the street. And you didn't have the elevated platform. The city leaders at that time in Jackson sat down and did effective planning. They said, you know, we, we've got people cut off trying to go to the west or come from the west. Mm-hmm. Um, Town Creek is creating havoc. So they, they did a channelization pr- process. Lamar Street was created essentially to be a bridge over the creek. Uh, at least, you know, 700 feet of Lamar Street is just that, a creek mm-hmm. over the, um, is that a bridge the, over the, the creek. the high part over there by the uh, state building? I mean, the uh, Wolf Oak building? Yeah. Close that area, yeah, huh? From the cemetery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing is, and, and I, I tried my best to get a picture of it, and, uh, um, you know, the uh, man who owns a photography studio, they helped me with photos and tried to find the copy. But the old footbridge is still under. Is that right? The street. Yeah. It's still over the creek. Others have told me that their fathers, who had worked Jackson many, many decades ago, would tell them that if you went down there, some of the old dirt streets were still laid out. Hmm. Um, but they built over the creek, and uh, it was had a channelization process okay. to control the creek. And they convinced Illinois Central to raise the platform. So once you did those th- things, you can have free traffic going okay. from downtown to West Jackson and, and back uh, uh, and forth. Uh, okay. Again, Vince Venturini, the book is Once We Crown Royalty, uh, Tales of Downtown in West Jackson, and it can be purchased. At Book Rack, uh, Lemuria, and Barnes & Noble. It's for you uh, Jacksonians. Uh, you want to get a copy just to keep for historical references for your family and future generations okay. to understand how the city of Jackson evolved. Now, we talk about the commercial district downtown, the uh the different ethnic groups had their influence on the uh, commercial life downtown. You had the uh, Lebanese, the, I mean, did they have the Italian restaurants like they have? Uh, well, you had um, the original Italian restaurant in Jackson was a um, Tom's Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on State Street. Um, and if you go back and look, you know, in the old newspapers, at the advertisement, Italian spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see. Um, but Greco's was for decades the last word, first word and last word in Italian dining in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it used to tickle me. I'd pick up the Yellow Pages and they had restaurants, Italian, you know, Bob's Pizza Parlor or something. You know, which is not an Italian restaurant. Um, Greco's was like a neighborhood Italian restaurant, kind of like uh, Venetia's in mm-hmm. in uh, New Orleans or some of the ones up around New York City. Right. And um, excellent food and just a, a, a relaxed atmosphere. And it was for the many, many decades, it was across uh, the old gas company <coughs> just off the edge of downtown Jackson. Oh, okay. Now, was uh, uh, when did Ceramis come into play? My earliest memory of Ceramis is sometime in the 1970s. Mm, okay. um, so, yeah, and it, uh, I don't recall it ever having been in the downtown. Well, it wasn't a long family. It was basically, yeah, and it was, um, 
I think the, when I went to Ceramis in like 1978, I think it was out in the reservoir. Mm. And, of course, they're now out. Um, and Flo and still have excellent food. I, I enjoy them very much. Yeah. Um, you know, um, one thing, too, about Italian food, because, you know, my name is Venturini. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago, because, I, I, you know, I taught at Valley, Mississippi Valley State for years. Mm, okay. And I took three of my students. Um, the very first trip I made to D.C. with students uh, must have been about 1996. It was March of 1996. And um, they learned congressional lobbying. They did various tasks. Um, and I treated them to a bona fide Italian dinner at this Italian restaurant in um, Washington. And it was owned by a family that had come from the province of Bologna in Italy. So mm-hmm. it was authentic Italian food. Well, my students were looking at the menu and um, – that's one um, male, and he was the spokesman of the group, and he's now the circuit clerk of um, LaFleur County. Mm. So I'm, I'm proud of him because mm. you know, uh, I felt it kind of started with that trip. Right. He just looked at the waiter and spoke on behalf of the other students and said, I think we'll just have spaghetti and meatballs. And the, <laughs> the waiter looked at him, uh, and then he looked at me. And uh, we have nothing like that here. And I'm laughing. I said, Elmas, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. No, no chef boy, Artie, what kind of operation are you running here? <laughs> I said, Elmas, spaghetti and meatballs is American. And I just turned to the waiter. I said, uh, bring them some uh, pa- pasta and meat, you know, and they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so when did the first real Italian restaurant come in? Uh, that would be Olive Garden. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, as far as I can tell, well, actually, Miyazis, uh, mm-hmm. back in the 1800s, mm-hmm. in fact, in Grady Howell's book on Andrew McClung, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, he goes into Miyazis, and everybody was always scared when McClung walked in because he was, he was a bad. He, <laughs> he was nuts, and he would get into duels, and, you know, you couldn't honorably back out of it. Um, so Miyazi was real cool about it. He, he recognized, okay, we've got a problem here. He walked over and, and said to the gentleman in the McClung, oh, gentlemen, I have to apologize. I know you're here for oysters tonight, but the delivery was well, – we didn't get the delivery today. So if, if you go and come back tomorrow night, I think it'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> he he <laughs> gave them a graceful out wow. before McClung went, you know, one of his tangents. Well, now, downtown Jackson uh, has a lot of uh, old uh, government buildings. Was the uh, – certainly the Capitol Museum was the, what we call the old Capitol Museum oh, yeah. is still there. What else was anchored around that uh, in terms of uh, businesses and buildings? You know, um, of course, the War Memorial Building was built in yeah. the 1930s, mm-hmm. um, probably with U.S. I mean, probably with New Deal money. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the naval the naval recruiting station right. down there, but I, I can't honestly tell you when some of those things came okay. about. Okay. Um, you know, you have because you got that row over there where Eve's law firm is. Those uh, are old, old right. buildings. Well, the Spangler, the Spangler district. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, Hubert Spangler was an immigrant, and he owned the saloon over by Miazzi's. Mm-hmm. In fact, there probably wouldn't be a St. Peter's Catholic Cathedral if not for Spangler's and um, Miazzi's. And somebody had just called asking about Harkins. There might not be a Catholic church in Mississippi if it weren't for Harkins. Is that right? They were, that family is extensive. Um, to that, you can add Maloney's mm-hmm. and uh, Lee Foltz and Peters. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, um, going back to some of the early Catholic families. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, fact, they, they brought, they helped bring or helped establish St. Dominic's. They were well, that very was Years later with the Dominican sisters, mm-hmm. um, the original St. Dominic's was located in what had been for years the Jackson Infirmary. 
on North State Street. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, that's where I was born, and I actually have, <clears throat> you know, it's not good for taking on cruises, but I actually have a birth certificate issued by St. Dominic's. Is that right? Yeah, with their little imprimatur on it and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it uh, and it's quite a keepsake. But like I said, for official business, I carry my state of Mississippi <laughs> officially uh, issued um, birth certificate. Uh, but uh, the Dominican sisters came, and so they bought out the old Jackson Infirmary, but almost immediately began building the facility there on I-55. Right. And it has grown over the uh, decades, not quite as much as Mississippi Baptist Medical Center has grown. Right. Uh, that is uh, a phenomenal story. Um, so most, yeah. of the, most of the hospitals were ran by the church-affiliated. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, um, and, you know, particularly, I guess, the Catholics and the Baptists. And the Methodists, I think, took over the old Heinz Hospital for a right. while. Mm-hmm. Um, that hospital seems, now, in Southwest Jackson, seems to have trouble keeping an identity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, St. Dominic's has been phenomenal in terms of health care and the Heart Center and all, right. and then Mississippi Baptist, you know, right. um, tremendous organizations. Right. I, I can't say enough good about them. Okay. Our number is 601-879-0002. The man himself, Vent, Venturini, he is uh, in the studios with okay. us. The book is called Once We Crowned Royalty, The Tales of Downtown in West Jackson. He is an alumni or former instructor there at Mississippi Valley, so some of your students may be out there listening. And uh, we're going to take a quick break here and more with Vince. Folks, we're back. Coming to you live from the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. Want to remind you, folks, uh, you need to get that package shipped off. Don't forget the mailroom of Gluckstadt, the Gluck, you Gluckstodians and Stadians or whatever you call yourselves. You got the opportunity now to mail out things right there in Gluckstadt. 270 Calhoun Station Parkway. I was there today. Uh, they did a great job. And for you men out there, you know, you last-minute kind of guys like myself, uh, they actually do the rip, uh, gift wrapping up there also. So if you need your uh, packages, packages gift wrap they can do that there for you and uh, again 272 calhoun station parkway you need copies made fax machine faxing all that kind of stuff you need a mailbox they do all that at the mail room of gluckstadt check them out today all right we're back with vincent venturini and we're talking about jackson now the standard life building and, and what is the other building down there uh we have the plaza built yeah lamar uh-huh. Yeah, those were all, I mean, they wouldn't turn it a century. Well, the Standard Life Building was built, uh, it was in Jackson's first skyscraper, <clears throat> I guess sometime in late, about 1929 or so. Mm-hmm. It was originally the Tower Building. The original Standard Life Building is actually what we call the Plaza Building. And you actually can look at a picture in the book there in the Lebanese section. Mm-hmm. You see a woman, you know, in a parade, um, and you see in the background, the plaza building, and at the top you can see the standard life sign. Right. But um, yeah, but the standard life building was quite an accomplishment for Jackson. Um, you know, that's the thing. A lot of great building was going on during the Depression. Yeah, yeah. And they were built to last, too. And, Without all the environmental crap, they got them built in a year, and, a couple of years. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Um, and, you know, when you think about the Lamar Life Building, the standard life building... To me, those are uh, the most recognizable landmarks of downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when I um, I put together the chapter on landmarks of South Jackson, I told Doug, I said, you know, the, the um, 
the most noticeable landmark for years in South Jackson, and I want to let you know you were coming to South Jackson, was the Alamo Plaza. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I hate that they had to tear it down, but, you know, it, it had declined into a, basically a, a, um, a skid row and a, you know, a, a continuous house of prostitution and drug use. <coughs> um, but it was, in its day, quite the... Um, it was, had a commanding presence there at the intersection of 80 and Terry Road. And so where uh, was the floodplain for all this? I mean, you know, because I'm, I'm looking at Jackson now, and I'm thinking as you go down West Street coming on over to I-20, over there, you know, where Western Lumber and all that, there's nothing else going back that way for the most part. Uh, so was that the floodplain since they didn't have all the Corps of Engineers doing their magic and all that at that point? There was a lot of flooding back toward you had the swamps yeah. back there. Okay. In fact, um, you know, I, I was telling the two of you when we were off air, about this diary that um, I had picked up of a 17-year-old girl writing about the Yankees invading Jackson in May of 1863, a lot of the citizens of Jackson had to take refuge in the swamps. And she mentions Bailey Lake. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm trying to establish where Bailey Lake was. And I've uh, talked to Grady Howell. You know, I'm thinking it may have been back in those swamps because the hill there by the old Nissan place. Mm -hmm. That's Bailey's Hill. Mm. Um, so I'm sure a Bailey-owned land out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, well, any little oxbow bo body of water um, could have been just called a lake. Right. And there were lakes all over Jackson, many that got filled in later. So right. um, you had the low-lying areas near the Pearl. Because, uh, you know, I was told that, uh, I think it was beyond Northside Drive, uh, as late as the 30s and the 40s was really the country. As late as the, uh, maybe 1950. Mm -hmm. Northside Drive was called that for a reason. That was the north end of Jackson. Mm -hmm. uh, then Briarwood came later. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. Again, I was born in 1953, and I grew up in South Jackson. During the nuclear bomb scare, you know, when we were always afraid the Russians were going to drop the bombs on us. Mm -hmm. We had these rehearsals called the drive-outs to where, you know, there's a simulation that, uh, hey, they're coming, they're going to drop bombs, get these kids out of here, and volunteer parents would drive us um, out to the country. And I was thinking about that, talking to a friend recently. I said, you know, in 1960 when we were doing this, McDowell, below McDowell Road in Jackson was the country. Really? I mean, you know, mm. you could have walked you had to have a walkout rather than a drive-out if you were trying to get to the country. Um, you know, the, and I grew up out there. It was um, when, I, and my, when I was a small boy on Woody Drive, on one side, the neighbors on one side raised dogs. I mean, they had several pens, and they would raise and sell um, um, bloodhounds. Mm -hmm. On the other side, the family had chickens. Two or three doors up. They killed hogs, and um, and there was a little country store right up from me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, strictly country. When we got moved into the city limits in 1959, suddenly all those things were gone. The city said, you are not meeting our standards. <laughs> I thought, yeah, well, I guess we gained some things and lost some things by being moved into the city. Well, did you have running uh, public water? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. <laughs> That's one thing. When I lived in Jackson, the water was okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you mentioned the, the planning that went on with the city uh, city leaders at that time. I mean, they, they, uh, they were forward-thinking, let's just say that. Let's go back into the early part of the 20th century when you had the flooding at Town Creek, okay. and you, had the, you couldn't get into West Jackson. Again, the city leaders at that time, hey, we can do better. You know, and so they raised the platform. They built cross streets. You know, Ferry Street was for a long time about the only cross street from Capitol and to Emmett. When you put these other streets in, you create commerce. Yeah. You, cre- you know, you, you really build downtown up. Those guys were like, um, hey, what can we do to make Jackson work? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'd like to see that again today, you know. What can we do to make sure the city works for the people who live here? Well, the area over there off of Mill Street, bounded by um, a monument going on up to uh, Lamar, that seemed to have been the working class area for the, for the, for the city. Right. Because um, they had a lot of little businesses and mm-hmm. foundries and things like that. Very much, around. uh-huh. Um, you know, it, was, it all came together, mm-hmm. you know. It, um, um, of course, you know, you were talking about government buildings earlier. One of the problems you have with downtown Jackson um, in terms of collecting taxes, you have some, so many buildings, government buildings and church buildings, and they're, of course, tax-exempt. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly not saying let's take their tax exemption away. I, I, I'm a, I go to St. Peter's. I don't want mm-hmm. their tax exemption right. um, taken away. Um, but, you know, again, we've got to find a way to bring businesses back. And, 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 uh, and if I'm being controversial, tell me to be quiet, but... Again, I'm watching the news last night. What happens? You know, well, there's a shooting at the uh, Kroger store, a store that I often stop at after mass on Sundays. It wasn't like it was a murder. Just people just got shot. Mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> enough to keep wound. <laughs> enough to keep me from going. <laughs> oh, come on, Vince, take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> Do it for the Gipper. <laughs> that's right. Uh, folks, we're talking with Vincent Vent- Venturini. He has uh, written a book, very interesting book. Uh, Once we crown royalty. Tales of Downtown and West Jackson, and uh, sounds like we need a MAGA movement here in Jackson. Make Jackson, or MAGA, make Jackson <laughs> great again. No, make Jackson safe again. <laughs> <laughs> With running water, <laughs> the whole nine yards. <laughs> Clean out your bullet holes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, downtown Jackson, Jackson has a, a, a storied history. So down there where the uh, uh, Naval uh, Recruiting Station was, I guess that was the edge of Jackson before you get to the river, right? Right. Um, you know, Jackson was actually built <coughs> in the 1820s on a model suggested by Thomas Jefferson. Mm-hmm. It was a checkerboard model mm-hmm. to where you'd have alternating checkerboards of um, about three and a half acres each of a com- commerce or political or business district and then a park. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yellow fever was a real concern in those days. And Thomas Jefferson, as I said in the book, was a man of science as much as a man of liberty. And he said, well, you know, if we had these safe spaces. Well, no, he didn't say safe spaces, but we had it these spaces. Social between, distancing. Yeah. <laughs> we had these spaces between um, what's, you know, these areas of commerce because there would be a park. Um, that would mitigate the spread of yellow fever. Um, and there's only one of those squares still left. And um, when I walk out of St. Peter's every Sunday morning after Mass, I'm looking straight at it, and that's Smith Park. Hmm. That's the last checkerboard square left. Is that right? You know, that was one of the things that, that, that I found interesting when I came here, because my hometown of Decatur, I mean, 
Our neighborhood parks as big as the biggest park they have here, and our big parks are huge. Yeah, you know. But uh, I was just surprised about how how, how little uh, recreational space that they have for the community. Oh and, yeah. yeah, it's it's astounding. Also, was surprised they didn't have sidewalks down here either. That that shocked mm-hmm. me. But again, we're talking with Vince Venturini. The book "Once We Crown Royalty" is a very interesting book. Plenty of documentation, pictures, the whole nine yards, tales of downtown and West Jackson, with a foreword by author himself, Doug Shanks. And you can pick this book up at? You can go to Book Rack, you can go to Lemuria, and you can go to Barnes & Noble. Are, are you on social media? Yes. Uh, I have a Facebook page. I'm on um, Remembering South Jackson. If you just go on Remembering South Jackson Facebook page, say, looking for Vince Venturini, I'll pop right up. Okay, okay. And uh, he's, if you got some questions, well, we got Ricky. Let's get Ricky in before we go through the break. Oh, okay. Hey, Ricky. You on the air? Hello. Hey, you on the air. How you doing? Good. Uh, I heard y'all talking about Lake Bailey or Bailey Lake and couldn't quite put your finger on where that lake was. Right. I've got some information there. That That is the lake. It's a big oxbow lake that you see from Interstate 55. As you're going south on 55 from the Coliseum, it is <coughs> protected by the levee. It's mm. right mm-hmm. there on the right. Uh directly east of downtown Jackson. Uh, it actually backs up to what was the old Jackson Ice Company. In fact, uh, it's one of the uh-huh. oldest established fishing and hunting uh, clubs in the state was established right there on Bailey Lake. Well, I appreciate that because I had, like I said, I had this diary uh, in my um, possession right now of a 17-year-old girl who talked about where they took refuge. Yeah. And Grady Howell told me, that well, it would probably be somewhere near the swamps, mm-hmm. and that that's that would be it. Yeah, I I, I work for the Department of Wildlife, Fishers, and Parks, and I'm the alligator program coordinator. And years ago, and I I, I, I regret that I can't call his name, but he was the uh, one of the last living uh, descendants of the Jackson Ice Company. Uh, he was a lifelong member of that club, and they had an alligator situation years ago, mm-hmm. and I went down there and helped them catch an alligator out of there but that's when i learned about it and i learned a little bit of the history from him that it's it was established back in the 1920s uh, as a hunting and fishing yeah. club and it was it was actually quite an outfit there uh, from what i understand back in the 30s 40s 50s oh i'm sure it was and that's great to know because like i said i'm hoping to get an article out of this and you know i'd wondered because you know the hill over there at the old nissan place uh-huh. Yeah, it's Bailey Hill. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the old um, drive safely sign from the 1970s is still, well, the skeleton of it's still there. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. um, and there's a, a, a graveyard up there, and that's 16th section land. But I figured the Baileys must have owned a lot of that land up through. All right. yeah, I think they own land in a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rick, hey, Ricky, we appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. I appreciate it very much, Ricky. Thank you. And yep. you can Thank find you. me on Facebook at, um, if, if you'd like to, and or just ask anybody in the Remembering South Jackson page. Yeah, right. thank you. Thank All you, right. brother. We'll, we'll, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. And uh, Vince, Vince, we've got about a minute and a half, man. Any final comments? Well, I would like to say I called it Once We Crown Royalty because we had pageantry in Jackson at one time. The Carnival Ball in particular, mm-hmm. um, 
which was uh, a great fundraiser, but also it was the Mardi Gras celebration of Jackson. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think one thing that's been lost in Jackson is that pageantry, that sense of there are these... It brought decorum. It, yeah, it brought it, it, structure. It did, and, and people look forward to it. Yeah, and it held society together. Yeah. Societal glue, folks. That's Vince Vincerina. You can find him at what bookstore? At the Book Rack, Lemuria Bookstore, and Barnes & Noble. And he's on Facebook. Yeah, and I want to thank you for having me on here. I've enjoyed it. Thanks, Vince. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios. I want to thank Vince Venturini for coming into the studios and talking about we once crowned royalty here in Jackson. Now, we just shoot people. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, we're coming to you live from the Mack Hike of Flowood, folks, for all your Christmas shopping for those loved ones who have earned an automobile, your child who has followed all your instructions and you're going to bless them with a car. Mack Hike is where I would start. Great deals to be had by all. All right, folks, it is an open forum this hour. And before we get started, it is Monday, Monday night football. And you don't feel like, run, I know it's cold outside, too, so you don't want to be running around. Why don't you just call in to your pie and have them have your pizza pie ready. And you can go home and eat and get out of this cold. That's right, your pie. Located on Calhoun Station Parkway. Uh, that's uh, right across from Germantown High. And the call in number is 601 407 6400 601-407-6400. As you know, they're right up the street from Mailroom of Gluckstats. For all your Christmas package shopping you need to ship out, folks, you can get it, excuse me, Christmas package shipping, you can get it shipped out there. And uh, I was there today, great offerings. If you need your package wrapped, they can do that for you. So you guys out there who are just befuddled, you know, as us men, we would just hand the gift in the bag that came in from the store. Hey, it's the gift, it's the thought, right, you know? So, but there they can uh, dress it up for you, make you look like a hero. Again, Gluckstadt Mailroom, uh, the Mailroom of Gluckstadt, however you want to call it. And then, of course, your pie. The call-in number, 407-6400. And they have keto, ve- uh, vegan, 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 I don't know the difference between them, but they have the traditional toppings, things that made pizza great here in America. So check it out today, your pie, 407-6400, yourpie.com, download the app. And while you're downloading app, this is an app, real talk now, this is an app you need to have at your ready, in your phone, and ready to go. That's Take a Break Deliveries. Takeabreakdeliveries.com, uh, lock it in. Uh, you can have deliveries, de- uh, food delivered to your home or alcohol if you need that. Uh, from any restaurant in the Jackson area, over 100 restaurants to choose from. Take a Break Delivery can deliver to your door and on your schedule. It's veteran-owned. It's located in Flowood, servicing in Brandon, Pearl, Flowood, Ridgeland, Madison, and parts of Jackson. When you want to look forward to lunch at work or supper at home, download the app or visit the website. You can go to the uh, Google Play or the Apple App Store or, again, just lock in the uh, website, takeabreakdeliveries.com. All right? And if you need a number, here's a number, 601-317-7657, 317-7657. Come on down. All right, folks, it is an open forum. We've got a lot to talk about. I do want to just point out one thing. I want you to just notice something if you have not noticed. Many of you who I believe, in my opinion anyway, who are spiritually attuned. Have you noticed how everything on a national, state, county, and city level is being revealed? All the skullduggery, the wrongdoing, all the caper scams and criminal activity. 
is being exposed. And we've only just begun. So just hold on to your hats, folks. We're not going to be found wrong on the things you hear us talk about here at WYAB. 103.9 FM. Here's the deal.、Uh, they made criminal, re- they're going to make criminal referrals from the January 6th committee to the Justice Department, which will dutifully carry out. They're going to submit it to the special prosecutor. Folks, this is all just harassment of Donald Trump. They're going to continue. That's just how much they fear the man. But here's the thing that's going on. As I spoke just a moment ago about all the revelations that are taking place now and how all these things are coming to light about all the evil and wrongdoing. Now, they're going to continue, to, they're going to continue forward making these recommendations for criminal prosecution of the president after all that has come forward showing that these people put together the January 6th so called insurrection. And there's nothing in the actions of this president or the ones who are being jailed that would amount to insurrection. In fact, None of the people that they've gone and charged and jailed to date have been charged with insurrection. Oh, well, they got him on tape saying, no, they got a lot of people on tape talking about what they weren't going to do on behalf of Trump's request to try to get a fair election or certainly get a fair investigation of the election. It's not going to work. What they're going to do is create that which they pray, they, they will pray subsequently. That they never went down that road trying to arrest or continue to harass this man. The American people are still, and this is one of the reasons why I stand behind President Trump. Because all that they put him through, all that he has gone through on our behalf and on behalf of a better America, not just for those of us Americans who are alive today, but those future generations, that forward thinking and that willing to sacrifice all his name, his life, his honor, his. Sacred honor, his wealth, and then we can't stand with him in his hour of need. Nah, Hoss. I'm, I'm ride or die, Trump. I'm telling you that now. Well, what about DeSantis? You know, look, here's the deal with DeSantis. The reason why they're stirring this stuff up between Trump and DeSantis, and it could be a ruse on either side. It could be DeSantis and Trump、uh, doing a head fake to the deep state to make the deep state think that they've got an option in DeSantis. Or it could be that they want to drain President Trump of his cash dollars that he has raised, make him spend it all up in the primary, and then overwhelm him in the general election. However, here's the deal you guys poo pooed President Trump's uh, uh, announcement last week of his NFTs, of his superhero and his superpowers, which he does have, obviously, because he wouldn't be able to stand、uh, all that has come against him, but for God standing with him. But here's the deal. The NFTs is a way for the president to get around the campaign finance laws. So you can get an NFT and still get the, get the benefit of having an,、uh, it increase in value down through the years. Because I don't care what you say about Donald J. Trump, who, by the way, is a real president. I don't care what you say about that man. The measure of a champion is measured by his opponents. As it was with Muhammad Ali and Frazier and Foreman and Norton and all those guys. Ali was great because his opponents were, were worthy of a chance to get in the ring with him. In other words, they brought that fire. And the evil that has been arrayed against, against this man, Donald J. Trump, is unprecedented. It's all encompassing. 
and it is used, and they've employed every technical device that they could come up with. Every new invention, every spy craft, every lie, they bought every judge, they bought everybody they can, and he still stands. No, I don't care. Those are the qualities that I admire in people and I admire in this man. Now, you can do what you're going to do. But see, that's been Trump's problem all the time is that he can't depend on anyone but God. Because you guys will flake out. Oh, well, I can't believe he did this. I can't believe he did that. We don't know the calculations. And I'm giving the man wide berth to do the things that he needs to do to fulfill the mission and the commission. Now, you can... Some of you、uh, sent me some stuff about him having the uh, uh, something, some gay, gay group, some gay rights, some, something at Mar a Lago. If that's the calculation he needs to uh, 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 do and he can't divulge every intricacy to my satisfaction so I can say, okay, I approve that, he still has wide berth with me. Now, you, I mean, hey, you got to do you. I ain't telling you to do anything other than what the Holy Spirit leads you to do. You do that. But this man has already demonstrated with his sacrifice what he's willing to do for us. So, no, I'm not abandoning him. I'm ride or die, Trump. And if he doesn't get it and DeSantis gets it, I'm not going to be anti DeSantis. I don't have locked jaws behind him. The bottom line is, is that Trump is not willing to compromise. Now, he may have got bamboozled because, again, at some point, we all have to trust somebody. Heck, he trusted us to stand with him. And many did not. So, again, I'm ride or die Trump. Don't be upset、uh, if they do、uh, arrest Donald Trump. But again, it's like stepping on Mercury. All they're going to have is more Donald Trumps on their hand. They're going to do for him by arresting him what he couldn't do on his own, raising money and campaigning on his own. Because one thing America admires is an underdog. So go ahead on. You can be too smart by half. As we see with the unfolding of all these scams and schemes at all various levels of our government. And I, your host, Radio Strongman, who, by the way, is coming to you from the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios,、uh, have told you that America had, had and has devolved into nothing but gangs. You got a gang of criminals over here doing this, that, and the other. You got a gang of criminals over there doing this, that, and the other. <clears throat> and what they have been doing is respecting each other's turf, turf to the detriment of the American people. Now, whether you want to accept it, whether you want to、uh, accept the reality of what's happening, our government and men and women in the government who carry these. Uh, executive, or what is it, EES class executives, the directors of the FBI, and junior directors and deputy directors, and、uh, whatever it is, the top level of uh, uh, government work, E13, 15, whatever it is. These people have just decided, some of them have just decided they're going to take over this country. They sit there in their big high back chairs and calculate, I got all this power. I can, no, you have that power that people, when they acquiesce and give it to you. But I'm going to tell you, and I believe this from the base of my heart, you have made the wrong calculation. You're going to pay with your lives. Each and every one of you who are plotting with those who would take down America and the dreams and aspiration that was、uh, our inheritance, bequeathed to us through, uh, by our founding fathers through the founding documents of this country. All I can say to you is good luck because what you have already showed us 
is that death is on the menu for the American people who don't toe the line, who don't want to have their name above the fold in this new system that you're setting up. So all I can say is good luck because there will be a fight. We're going to move some furniture around and everybody's not going home to their parents, to their family, to their loved ones. It ain't no more complicated than that. When Chief of Staff General Miley plots against the American people because he is the five-star, four-star general, whatever the hell he is, and he thinks he has all that power to command men like the centurion in the Bible, they go and I, when they go when I say go and they come when I say come, hoss, you think too highly of yourself. So I just tell people, be ye ready. The, the Twitter files has revealed to us that these social media platforms, they lied to us. These media giants, the, the national networks and others, set back and fed us lies to our detriment and our, and our family members died in hospitals for lack of alternative treatments. You guys are going to pay. And many will pay with your lives right at this History shows this is what happens to people like you. Now, your hope is, is that you're going to get all this stuff in place in time. But when you lay your head down on your pillow tonight, you need to be dreaming and wondering, what if we don't get it in time? Well, I can tell you, you don't need a dream. You're going to pay with your life. There are men and women whose loved ones were killed in these hospitals under these COVID regulations put down by the CDC and World Health Organization and governors and attorney general, all you folks who put your hand on this, you could very well pay with your lives. If this doesn't go away, excuse me, if this doesn't go according to the plans that you have laid against the American people. We have dead bodies that we can point to that are directly the result of the work of your hands. We're not going to forget this. You starved us out. You put us out of our jobs. You put us in our kids behind educationally. You denied us health care services. You violated your oath. You took as a medical service provider, as a governor, as a politician, all you dictators who came and rose up during the COVID scam, you could very well pay with your life. This is not a threat. But what do you think is going to happen now that we know? What, I mean, it's not, even, it's not even a question anymore. We have the receipts. You purposely lied to us about the effect of the vaccines, the virus, and every damn thing else in between. You stole the elections, continue to steal the elections. You get up in our grill telling us, what are, you, what are we going to do about it? And then all you enablers who vote for this stuff, who vote for these rhinos, who vote for these Democrats, and then you call here saying, nah, 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 nah. Here's what's going to happen to you. You can't pull your own weight in society. The people that you vilify, the so-called uh, nationalists, the Christian patriots and the rednecks, you think that we're the bane of the earth? We're the worst thing that could happen to America? No, the worst thing that could happen to America is you trying to pull your own weight and the rest of America has to depend on you. You have a demonstrated, unbroken track record of failure that leaves nothing but death and destruction everywhere it treads. So I say to you now, if you can't stand pain, you need to change course because pain is what's coming. Let's take a break. We'll be right back.
All right, folks, we're back and we're coming to you live from the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. And this is your host, Radio Strongman. With no further ado, let's go to the phones. Mobile, what's up, buddy? Hey, man. Hey, what up? Yeah, this is just amazing how the um, deep state, uh, the Democrats can get Trump investigated for a, a bogus charge of Russia collusion when there was nothing there. And to get what criminal referrals for him for a for these Biden supporters out there and Democrats, you wanted to, us and everybody to believe that Trump' master plan was to get a, some uh, rabble rousers to go occupy the Capitol in order to with the, the, the distinct plan of taking over the United States government. Mm-hmm. When he had the ear of a bunch of generals and uh, and top uh, military officials. That if you're going to really try to take over the United States of America with some coup, you go that route. Mm-hmm. You get those guys to help you out, and you co-opt uh, members of the military, people with actual guns. You know, I mean, you weren't supposed to believe that that was Trump's master plan to take over the country. So, you know, again, once again, they know this is all bogus and not true, but they can harass him off of bogus crap with the Russia collusion and this nonsense here. Whereas when you have actual evidence against Biden and Hillary and other Democrats, and we can't get nothing done at all, or nothing happens to them at all. It's just, you know, you can see how long do we put up with this double standard of laws for us and nothing for them? Mm, mm, mm. Uh, well, again... They're going to find out whose God is God. All this, all this manipulation and all this deviousness that they're doing against this man. Uh, as, it, as I've been pointing out, you see all this evil being revealed. And all they do is get more and more crazier. And basically just, <laughs> they're getting sloppy. And we're going to find out whose God is God. I believe this man is protected by God for this mission. And now when, you, when I say that, Barbara Mike Barbara Mike interpret that to means that uh, he is unworthy in, in his view, in Barbara Mike's view, uh, any man of his caliber to be used of God. Well, that's his view. That's fine. But this is what we do know. He's still standing. And exactly. They, and, and, and if they had, look at how, I mean, this is like indicting him for jaywalking. Really? Of nonsense. The same way that Russian nonsense was nonsense, and now this is more nonsense. And you, the, the the number of Republicans they can get to go along with this is what's really appalling. Mm-hmm. That's what really drives you insane. Is that the deep state Republicans are some of the are far more despicable than the Democrats. These Democrats don't pretend to be on your side. We understand that, right? And then the mm-hmm. Democrats will go along with the lowest of the low. As long as it accomplishes their what they want overall, right? That's but right. these deep state Republicans, Trump was doing a bunch of stuff that they all claim they wanted to do, claim, right? And they wouldn't go along with it because it was him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and so with Mr. Sanders doing the same thing, you all would be fine with it then? Of course they will. Doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. These people just want to be near the trough, the money trough in D.C. They don't care about the American. I mean, it's evident. It doesn't appear to be anybody in D.C. who cares about the American people. They, 
Folks, I'm telling you, the country's being looted right now. I mean, we are literally, I mean, this is, they don't even wear masks now. These, they're like those Democrats robbing those high end stores out there in California and across the country where they're just doing a smash and dash. Yeah, they're selling us out to people who want us, the, the United States, to no longer exist as a superpower. And, you know, as the, the superpower of the world. Or exist, period. They just, wanted, yeah. yeah, they want it brought to its knees, to our, uh, brought to our knees, because even if they were in it for the money, they could make money with the United States still being the world's superpower. Mm-hmm. Probably even more. But you all want your money and you want the decline of the country at the same time. Well, the outside forces are the one who wants the decline of the country, and that's who they're working for. This was it was going to expire pretty soon about the immigration uh, title of what was it? Uh, I forgot myself. Yeah, but yeah, you know, whatever. It's going to open floodgates in for the illegals, which is what a lot of them are waiting for, so they can come and flood the country even more. And not and all this money we keep sending overseas, <laughs> and all the, the deficits we keep going into. Everything they do, you knit with Democrats out there, is designed to for this country not to be exist as a power in the next 10 to 50 to 20 years. I, I, th- it's, I mean, it, it's so obvious. It's, how can you not see it? I think you're being generous in terms of what uh, uh, the future holds. I think it's going to be worse than this. Uh, they are breaking all the systems that made America great. All the aspirations humankind has had since the beginning of human beings being on this planet, which is to have a better life, to have a full belly, to be free of danger. And we're inviting all this stuff in on ourselves. And then you get these America haters out there saying, nah, 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 you can't make us participate in saving this country. You know, and these are the people who are most in need of help from the rest of us. It's sickening. It really is sickening. And to be honest with you, uh, I'm done with them. I mean, if the Lord tells me to go over there and serve them, I'll serve them. But as far as if, if Kim has anything to say, if I got the choice, bro, you on your own, man. I ain't got nothing for you. I'm not putting up with this anymore. There's too much, bro, there's too much at stake for us to keep playing with these folks who pretend that they want to be men and women. They want to be grown. They say they're ready for prime time, but they don't want to pull their weight. All the load-bearing walls of our society are being kicked down, blown up, destroyed. They have no idea what's going to be on the other side. And when you try to tell them, they won't take counsel because they got a full belly right now. Right. And it's worldwide, too. It's not just the United States. It's the entire white Western civilization doing themselves in with this ridiculous nonsense. Well, I thought well, today where well, Europe is the EU is going to initiate a carbon tax in 2027. Right. In spite of the fact that they can't Heat and, excuse me, they won't allow themselves to heat and cool their own homes, but all the people who are making these decisions to impose all this hardship on everybody else, I bet you their heat is up on 80, 90 right now. Exactly. You know, put like a 10 cent a gallon tax on uh, gas and a 12 cent <laughs> on diesel, on gallon tax on diesel. Okay, well then you're going to raise all this money. For what and to who is it going to go to? They'll take you, they'll put a $12 a tax on it and give you a dollar uh, subsidy for your gas. Folks, uh, look, I, like I said before, I don't see this thing holding together. I just tell Christian patriots and rednecks, keep your powder dry, stay prayed up, and be prepared for any eventuality. Uh, what I see is America, there's going to be a lot of lone wolves out here just going just, just to start having their parade of stars. They're going to start visiting some of these Hollywood home tours 
and just started talking with some of these politicians. Say, hey, we, we need to fellowship a little while.、Uh, I got something I want to get off my chest. And、uh, they're not going to be、oh. happy with the outcome of those conversations. Oh, one more quick thing before I go.、Um, I see the CEO of the company I work for sent us all out an email today、mm-hmm. talking about it was his experience with COVID. And he apparently he was in Washington for something with a bunch of politicians for whatever reason. <laughs> and he goes there and he comes, he said, after three years of not catching COVID, I finally caught COVID. After being in Washington with a bunch of politicians, he caught COVID. And he said, he felt bad and it was rough, but he was fully vaccinated and boosted <laughs> and encouraged that we do the same thing. <laughs> I was like, well,、uh, didn't you just, aren't you telling us it didn't work? <laughs> yeah. You caught COVID and you felt bad? Yeah. It, it, After being fully vaccinated and boosted, isn't your, the message you send us it doesn't work? And he said that the end of this thing was、uh, so you don't go through what I went through. You get vaccinated and boosted. Well, the thing about it is the, the, ma- the manufacturers of the vaccine、uh, tell you that the effectiveness wears off after a couple of months. So he's, man, like I said before,、uh, These people, and this is the part of the whole revelation thing that's coming to light in all these different areas.、Uh, the stuff doesn't work. They've lied to us at every turn about it. They lied to us about the mask, the, the vaccine, the effectiveness of the vaccine, who,、uh, the, uh, uh, the side effects, and all these other things. Again, folks, if you don't have sense for yourself, then hey, by all means, exit stage left. See ya. But for the rest of us, man, we're going to stand and fight. It's time to turn this thing around. Exactly. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. And a bunch of my office mates thought it was hilarious, too. Like, dude, you, you just admit it doesn't work.、Right. Why didn't you admit it wasn't one of us taking it?、Then? Right, right. But take whatever. <laughs> Crazy, brother. All right, Mobile, we appreciate right, you.、Man. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Coming to you live from the Mack Hike of Flowwood Studios. And you know, it's not too late to get that gift certificate from Rapid Tire Exchange. That's right, get dad something that he really wants. Then let him pick it out himself by giving him a gift certificate from Rapid Tire Exchange. Located 953 Highway 80 in Clinton, Mississippi. You need to get a set of tires. You need your car worked on before you make that trip out of town for the holidays. Rapid Tire Exchange handles anything dealing with the undercarriage of your car. That's tires, brakes, struts, CV joints.、Uh, if you need a wheel alignment, if you need the heat and air conditioning checked out, they can do all those things for you. Plus, you get that oil change there at Rapid Oil Change right there in front. Rapid Oil Change. Uh, located there again, 953 Highway 80 in Clinton, Mississippi. And also, folks, every now and then get those, uh, uh, the fuel injectors clean. You know, they offer that to you, and you say,、uh, no, every now and then you do need it. Trust me. All right, folks, let's go to Chris. Hey, Chris. No. Hey. Chris, put the crack pipe down. You're on the air. All right. Chris, you there? No, that's Steve. How you doing, Ken? Hey, homie. What's up, buddy? <laughs> so, I think a lot of people are laboring under the impression that these evildoers are doing it for the money. And I think that in most cases, that's <coughs> probably how it got its start. But now, the reason they go after Trump so hard is because he has all the evidence on him and they've committed treason, which is、uh, punishable by death. Mm hmm. So they have to silence him.、Uh, if they don't, they're doing it at their own peril. In other words, they cannot afford to lose. 
No, under no circumstances can they afford to let him carry on. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Right. And because uh, if they do, um, I don't. I I think recently the uh, feds uh, turned back on uh, um, death by hanging, haven't they? And firing squad. Right. That's right. That's right. Seems to me that happened about a year or two into Trump's presidency. Well, the first, another thing, if if you have any questions about these people's intentions and Donald Trump's intentions, just look. They don't go after people they can control. They don't go after people they have blackmailed. They don't go after people they've got uh, can buy with money. They go after Donald Trump because he can't be gotten with none of those things. That's right. That's right. They they fear him. They talk about yeah, how they, they talk about how bad a person he is, but his policies weren't bad. I can tell you that his policy made America work. You may not have said America was never great. That's fine with you, you know. But you're never happy. There's nothing anybody can do to make you happy. So whatever. I think when it's all said and done, Kim, the people will see that this was the largest sting operation the world has ever seen, and I think it's being done by uh, Donald Trump. Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping. Hmm. Well, this is think about this. When Trump went over there for a G7, you remember when uh, Putin gave Trump uh, a soccer ball for Baron? I do. Mm -hmm. Donald Trump gave Putin a red file folder. Well, right at the onset of this war in Ukraine, Putin said, I've got the evidence. They've got bioweapons there, and they're creating weapons against the Russians. He had that same file folder in his hand when he met with the U.N. Hmm. Interesting. Well, one thing. I know it sounds crazy, but. And you think of all the things Donald (coughs) Trump put in place while he was president, the executive orders and everything. You know, uh, he went into it knowing they were going to do this. Hmm. All he did was he set a trap for them. And now. they don't know when he's going to play the trump card, so they got to do their best to get him out of the picture by hook or crook. Well, one thing's for certain, they weren't expecting their uh all this revelation about how they stole the, it it's you know, all you folks out there who beat your chest about how the red wave didn't materialize and how Joe Biden won. Everybody knows you stole it at this point. Now, you're just, you know, saying, "Okay, my team won. The ref was in our favor. Yada yada yada. A loss is a loss is a loss. A win is a win is a win." Okay, again, it's the fact that you're unwilling to recognize universal and spiritual principles don't mean that they don't exist and don't mean that God is not going to enforce them. Absolutely. So all we have to do is just be patient. We just have to be, and it's hard being patient because I'm going to be honest, I'm ready to crack some skulls, dog. I'm ready to crack some skulls. I, I feel you, brother. I know exactly what you mean, but if you do that, you'll be doing exactly what they want. Right. Well, at the appropriate time, like I said before, you know, you know, once... Yeah. Once they get green lighted, then it's on, brother. It's on because they've been yep, green lighted. Right. They have literally been killing Americans. I mean, they have been killing people all around the world. Yes. And now we see all the people who are willing to take money to see that their fellow to see their fellow Americans die in these hospitals. You see the media yeah. pushing the lie only for money to the death of their viewers. Oh no, 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 no! I'm telling you, dog. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's a lot worse than just killing people. You know, they've been trafficking in children for a very, very long time. A lot of that 
has been stopped since the advent of a Trump presidency. Mm-hmm. And it goes on today, even after Trump presidency. And, and that's why I firmly believe right now we don't have a president. The military is in charge. And Donald Trump set it up before he left. Well, I hope these and things he did be- it to show the people, because here's the thing. If Trump would have came in there and scooped up all the bad people and put them down, then there would have been all these accusations about political this and that. And nothing would have changed. Eight more years, and they'd go right back to stealing elections like they always have, to selling children like they always have, to trafficking people across the border and fentanyl. Did you see where there was a sheriff's deputy in Florida did a routine traffic stop, and the next thing she knows, she's fighting for her life because she had contact with fentanyl. They had to give her, I think they said, like six or nine different Narcons to get her out of it. Wow. Wow. That's coming across our southern border, folks, thanks to Joe Biden and his ilk. Think about that. When your kid dies of fentanyl, you remember, you were the one that green-lighted it by supporting Joe Biden. Congratulations. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you, brother. Folks, the struggle is real. I mean, you can bury your head in the sand and say, you know, I'm waiting on uh, the rapture and all this stuff. You, again, you're supposed to be found standing. You're supposed to be found in service. You're not going to live forever anyway. But I think we're down to Gideon's army. We don't need everybody. We need those who are with the Lord who's going to stand. Kim, I know you. You ain't all that. I know. Bro, I'm telling you, I'm worse than you know. But I'm going to stand on this one here. You know what? It really chaffs my butt when I think about all these people, particularly those those in the government who are going along with this here. You guys are plotting against. And you, a fellow beneficiary of some of the best that a humanity has ever created, and you want to destroy it, either through your unwillingness to study, learn, study the board, look at the game of life and see what's going down, and then you won't stand on the side of righteousness, but then you want to arrest me for jaywalking? You want to kick my doors in because I don't want you teaching that transgender crap to my kids? Well, then it's on. This, there's a divide here, brother, that's not going to get bridged. The truth is going to drive a draw. Nobody's being divisive. You have chosen side with evil. We have no choice, man. We have no choice. This is why I'm so hard on the pastors out there. Brother, if if you're not uh, adjusting your message to the times, you're failing your sheep, bro. I ain't telling you to form a militia in your church and go out and in 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 the woods. And I'm not telling you to do any of that. But you got to get them style of, style of heart where they're willing to stand. And... All right, folks, we're back. In the final few minutes of the second hour of the Kim Wade Show this Monday. And again, we want to remind you, folks. At the end of the day, it all falls on you and I. We have to maintain our freedoms. Humankind, men have always dominated other men. We're not going to let them do this. But I want to encourage you folks, uh, this holiday season, you need to get you a gift of furniture for your loved one, for your wife. Lewis Furniture Store and Lewis Furniture and Mattress Gallery there in Clinton has everything you need for every room of your house. Financing is available. Easy, quick, and easy. And folks, at Lewis Furniture Store, you'll find those items that you just will not find at the big box stores. You know, you get the same old, same old, same old. 
at Lewis Furniture Store, their buyers go out and find those unique items that will make your home stand out. That's why I say Lewis Furniture Store and Mattress Gallery is home of the oohs and ahs. So, again, make that selection there at Lewis Furniture Store. They're open to 6 this evening. They'll be open till 4 on Saturdays and 24 hours on the web. So, you can make your selection and have it delivered. Call them today. Go online and check out all the offerings they have. LewisFurnitureStore.com. All right, folks. At the end of the day, if you sit back and particularly over the last several days, last week or so, look at all the revelations that have come out about the wrongdoing. And Trump has every right to be upset. He has every, all the things that they did and have done to him. This is why I, increasingly I have less and less respect for Barbara Mike as it relates to his title as a pastor. Unless he's just janking my chain, he could just be doing that. But I think he's honestly,、uh, he honestly disliked President Trump that much. But I'm saying everything that they're doing, they're lying on the man at every turn. Oh, he's guilty. That's it. No, he's been charged with all these things. He hasn't been found guilty of anything. Snowball says, Oh, you're twice in preach president. He's twice acquitted, too. At what point? I mean, and see, it is that lack of fairness that comes from the other side that I just, like I said, it chaps me because I'm disappointed in how far we've fallen. And how do they expect to have the America that they say they wanted in America that existed and that we grew up on if you're not willing to give it to others? You got all these alphabet groups and others out there who demand people accept them for who they are and they don't accept anybody. No, Hoss. No. I'm not the one. There's some Negroes out there who will sit still for that crap. I'm not one of them. You need to go, you need to go get one of them. That's why I'm saying I'm of the mind now, folks. We just need to be ready. We need to be prepared to bow up. We need to be, able to, we need to be prepared to pay whatever price that has to be paid. They set the terms of engagement. We've done everything we could for peaceful resolution. And they steal, they lie. Think about it. They tried to kill us with COVID, they jailed us under false pretenses, lies with the J6 stuff. The FBI and our, and our investigative agencies have all said that Christian patriots and rednecks, and whites in particular, are the threat in this country. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to live in a country where these knuckleheads are running things. No. You can participate and help run it, but I don't want you in charge totally. Hell to the no. I'm not looking at Jackson. You can call me what you want, Hoss. I don't want that. Humankind struggled too hard, as Reagan puts it, from the swamp to the stars to enjoy this quality of life to have it all destroyed because you're angry? You who won't pick up a book and read? You who can't get any new information into your skull because you're too busy being insolent? Walking around with a rapper's scowl on your face all the time? No, Hoss. I'm not interested. I am not interested in that. And I'm going to work assiduously against you with those who are willing to work with me against you. Just as you're trying to destroy this country and have nothing to replace it with. You give me all these abstractions about when we come together and Wakanda and all that kind of. I'm not interested in that crap. I'm not. America had repented in so many quarters of, in corners of this country where people say, hey, man, let's, let's just work together. Let's all roll in the same direction to have a better America. You don't want that. But after you get done stealing the money from after having ran the scam about your concern and love for me and others and the poor and everybody else, 
you take the money that you stole from all of us that belong to all of us, and then you want to go live amongst those very people who you say you can't stand. Everybody hates the white man, but everybody wants to live where the white man lives. Everybody hates the white man, but you can't keep him out of America, where they say America is the most racist country on, on the planet. And yet, we can't keep them out. No, Hoss, I can see through your BS. I'm not with you. If you think I'm a cheerleader for one side or the other, I'm a cheerleader for that which is right and that which is true. And if you're doing right and, and you're、uh, practicing the truth, you ain't got to look around for me, bro. I'm standing shoulder to shoulder. I'm walking on the back of your heels. You need to just keep marching forward because we got this. But the, woe to those who call evil good. And woe, woe to those who think they're going to take us out. Be as ready to die as you are to kill. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in 22 hours. We'll see you on the radio.